0: Beautiful people, you're listening to Cast Ripple by Carla Berger from Cape Town, South Africa. Hello, everyone, and welcome to my latest podcast. That noise you're hearing in the background is my gas heater. Uh, It's quite chilly in Cape Town, winter has definitely. Started to set in. It's quite late as always, um, but it's cold and chilly and wet. Um, but yeah, this Cape Town is so so beautiful in winter. It's green everywhere, and the air is so fresh, fresh and crisp and clean and beautiful. And the Table Mountain, whenever I look out of my window and I see that mountain looming, ah, oh, just it brings me back home to myself and to source and it's just it's such a blessing to be here and I thought I'd rave a bit about Cape Town and the beauty and the beaches and the winelands and fireplaces and wine and going for long walks on the beach because these are all things that I'm extremely grateful for at this moment in my life and with that being said gratitude in mind. Today I want to talk about journaling and one of those aspects will be gratitude journaling which I've started about uh, three months ago, four months ago and it's been very very beneficial. So I'm going to talk to you about that today. So journaling, we all know that as something that requires a book and a pen or at least a piece of paper and pen. Um, you can do that on your laptop or on your computer or on your phone, but I would recommend actually doing it old school. And it's, it's really bad because my handwriting really, really sucks. Like, I write like a crab. Some people have this beautiful handwriting, and I just, whenever I get into an emotion, <laughs> it's just scribbles, really. Um, but that's not the important part. I mean, you rarely go back and actually read through the old stuff you wrote. It's about the act of getting whatever it is inside of you out onto paper and then giving it an expression, expressing yourself in that way and kind of making it lead you towards a conclusion about a specific something. So that's journaling. Or what I use it for, but you can use it for lots of things. You can use it for brainstorming, like I use it for brainstorming for for Beer Ripple and a Ripple. I um, use it for summarizing all the things that I learn in the videos that I watch and the books that I read. Um, I use it for emotional venting or what I like to call emotional venting. I use it for gratitude journaling. And you can ma- use it for manif- manifesting as well, uh, which is something I still need to get into. So the first thing, and this is a quick one, the or gratitude journaling. This is a fantastic, fantastic way to spend just five minutes before you go to bed. Before you go to bed, take a pen, take a piece of paper, or have your little journal next to you, on the bedside table, and just, just write 5 things that you are grateful for in that day. It can be anything. I mean, there are so many blessings to count. Even if you have nothing, you still are able to breathe, right? Breath is life, and that is something to be eternally grateful for. So, 5 things. It can be I had an amazing gym class today, or I ate the most amazing food. It might not even be um, amazing food, it might just be the fact that you had food to eat, which is, I mean, let's be honest, in today's day and age, having food is is something to be very grateful for. Um, I love my job, even if you don't love your job, I mean, sometimes we just get those days. Or some of us are stuck in a permanent job we don't love. We just do it for the money. But then there is money that's coming your way. So at least you have salary. So you're grateful for the salary so that you can live off of that money. You're grateful for a bed to sleep in, a house to live in, a beautiful view, a car. Um... I mean, there are so many things that you can really be grateful for, and it, you don't have to think about it really. Just the five things that come up, and you'll. As soon as you start to practice this, it'll get easier. Each night, five things before you go to bed, and what that does, it it just it reprograms your brain to think about something positive, especially before you're going to sleep, because. If you go to sleep in a negative mindset, your dreams and your subconscious will be preoccupied with that. And you'll get up the next morning and not be feel rested at all. So doing gratitude journaling right before you go to sleep, just it, it triggers the left side of your brain. Just to go into that blissful feeling. Sorry, I said the left side. It's not the left side, it's the right side of the brain, right side of the brain. Um, and it just, it helps you to ease into the present moment a lot better. The um, In my meditation podcast, I said the stay and play or the rest and digest function of your brain is in the right side of the brain. So that's what you trigger when you do gratitude generally as well. And it just, it really Rewires your brain to start looking at the positives in life instead of latching on to the negative things, which is really important. I don't even have to explain this more. Just do it, guys. Trust me. Five things you're grateful for every night before you go to sleep. And even if you're so exhausted after your day, that you can't even muster up the energy to pull out your journal and pen, just think about them before you go to sleep then. I mean, just that is better than nothing. Better than running around in your brain and thinking negative things anyway. So that is a very important aspect for you to try. So try it and then let me know if you feel a bit different in a week. Uh, three weeks, a month. I'm sure you will. I'm, I'm really sure you will. Okay, then the emotional venting. The emotional venting journaling for me has become very important because as I've been practicing um, becoming present and becoming awake to every moment um, and really getting into or allowing my emotions and giving them space, I've become aware of patterns and triggers embedded into my psyche, into my ego, into my daily life. So what what the journaling does is it gives me a space where whenever I feel a deep deeply rooted emotion and that's Normally I can feel it on my chest so I feel the emotion on my chest. It sits there and I feel kind of in- uncomfortable and restless. And then I know it's time that I sat down with my journal and I try to figure out what the feeling is. So what I do is I sit down and I do what I would call meditative contemplation. So you kind of it's not really meditation but you sit in a silent space and really reflect inwards and contemplate contemplating is thinking so it's a structured kind of thinking so you feel wherever the bo- the emotion is in your body and you ask and the most important question to ask when you're doing this is what is this trying to teach me not Why am I feeling this way? Or um, why is this happening to me? Why can't it be better? Because you quickly fall into a victim mentality when you do that. What you want to do is you want to go into it with a curious kind of... You want to find out what it is. And you want this emotion to speak to you. And it will. It will definitely speak to you if you give it that space. So just sit and reflect and internally reflect and really focus on the feeling and allowing it to speak. And you'll you'll note some thoughts popping up, like it might be random thoughts like I'm hungry or um, just this girl was so rude to me today. And then whenever that pops up, there's a trigger there. Because every feeling or any reaction we have in our daily lives is actually a trigger towards something inside of ourselves that needs attention. Now these can be very small things like say for instance uh, one of my triggers is um, let me think uh, fear of the darkness. Now, okay, this is not really a, a simple trigger I figured out. It seems kind of simple. I mean, fear of the dark, okay, I'm 31. So I'm not supposed to be so afraid of the dark. That's something for a child to be, right? But it's a very deeply rooted fear. And I discussed this with a few of my friends, and they all seem to think that this is very normal. It's normal for any person to feel uncomfortable in the dark, but I think my fear is a bit more escalated than just uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, um, I think people would think I'm a bit crazy if they see me running around in my dark apartment because I'm scared of whatever's in my apartment, even though I know there's nothing there, but it just makes me, yeah, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. So I went to sit with this for a while. And it actually opened up a whole bunch of can of worms. Now, be prepared if you do this, by the way, it will open cans of worms. So many worms. But that's the point. You need to get to the root of your emotions and your patterns and your triggers to better understand why you react in certain ways. And this is why we do this, because we want to understand ourselves and our deeper selves even more deeply so that we can actually step away from our intense reactions to certain situations um, and really speak to the root cause of it all. Okay, so back to the darkness. So I eventually figured out that my fear of the darkness is to do with the fear of the unknown, which makes sense because... When you're in the dark, there's one of your senses, one of my primary senses at least, that is completely locked or or completely blocked. I can't see. And even though I know there's nothing there, my brain and my ego just kind of freaks out and it makes up these things that are there. So it's a fear of the unknown. And it's not only, as soon as I realize that, it's not just... That's not the only aspect in my life where I have the fear of the unknown. There's the fear of um, the unknown in my future. There's the fear of the unknown whenever a stranger approaches me at street when they want something from me. And then I tense up and that's a trigger again. And all of those things are linked to the unknown. But here's the thing. Having such a relationship with the unknown is unhealthy. unhealthy. It might be natural um, because people all people feel uncomfortable when they are faced with the unknown. But being fearful of it is not a healthy relationship to have with it. What we want to do is that, okay, what I will have to do is I will have to change my perception of the unknown. So say, for instance, the darkness instead of being afraid of darkness and being afraid of not being able to see or perceive what's around me, I need to change my perception of the darkness to something that is peaceful and is actually serene. Because if you think about it, I can't actually sleep with my light on. I don't get enough sleep and I don't get peaceful sleep if my light is on because that kind of disturbs me. So the darkness, um, other than the fact that I feel fearful of it, it is actually peaceful and serene as well. So then I need to start focusing more on that perception of darkness and putting energy into that perception and taking energy away from the perception that is fearful. So that's just one way to kind of dig into the root problem of your triggers and your patterns and trying to get a way to your perception of the situation. Another thing that I uh, discovered is my tattoo. When I got my tattoo and it's guys it's really small it's a small little unilome um, it's just a line tattoo between my shoulder blades and I planned this thing for months and I was so excited about it it's my first tattoo I'm gonna get my tattoo and I've always wanted one but I've never known what to get or where to get it and now I have the perfect spot and I have the perfect design and I've I planned it from September last year I had it on my desktop on my computer at work and I could look at it every day just to make sure that I'm actually really happy with the design and then I got it in March this year and the next morning I was I was distraught <laughs> That's a light way of saying it. Then I, I got a tattoo. Why did I get a tattoo? Now everyone's going to see this unilome and they're going to think weird things of me and I don't know why, but it just, it freaked me out. And I eventually had to also go and sit down with that because why would that freak me out suddenly? And why would I be so fearful of what people would think of it? Especially if I was really happy with the idea and really happy to proceed and I did it and it was a fantastic experience to get it why why um well why see not the right question i'm asking what is that feeling trying to teach me what can i learn from that so i went to sit down with that again and eventually it wow it that really took me far back into primary school where i had these people I called them my friends. They weren't really friends. Man, people can be, children can be really mean if they just knew the impact they had then. Anyway, besides the point. So they were mean to me. And I discovered from then on how those actions and how the way I tried to fit in you know, I wanted to fit and be their friend. And I forced myself to act in a way that would be acceptable to them. And that's something that's actually been going on throughout my entire life. And this is what I dug up. The, the worms that I talked about. <laughs> These worms came out. And I actually had a chance to clear out the worms. Like now I know whenever I feel um, insecure after a decision that I made or fearful of what people will be thinking, but I know that the decision was made with authenticity, I can then just tell myself and reassure myself that don't worry about it. You know, this doesn't matter what they think. You are you. And you don't have to be something that fits into their perception of what you should be. So that's groundbreaking. That's really, really groundbreaking stuff. And this this also links in with the Power of Now podcast that I have because the more present you are, the more aware you will become of your emotions and your patterns and your triggers. And also the patterns and the triggers in other people. Not that you can tell them that. I mean, if you tell someone they have a trigger, be ready to be triggered yourself. Because triggers are very, very tricky things to work with. And it's something that you need to delve in for yourself. And then it also links into the the chakra podcast. Because that also has things to do with your energy balance and blockages. As you begin to work on these patterns and these triggers and removing them and digging out the worms, um, worms, they sound so disgusting, but it's really, it is bad habits and bad patterns that you need to get rid of. In order to cleanse your energy, in order to cleanse your ego, if there's such a thing as cleansing, yeah, I think, I think there is a, such a thing as cleansing your ego, because you can't destroy your ego, your ego will always be there, your ego is something that is there for you to be able to perceive life as it is now, anyway, besides the point, but yeah, so that's my two cents on journaling, um, well, 20 minutes on journaling, and I just want to, I want you guys to try it, Try gratitude journaling at the very, very least. I mean, that's, that's where I would start. And then once you are in a space where you really become aware of your emotions, your patterns and your triggers, and you'll know when this happens, by the way, you'll suddenly realize that you're much more aware of your negative emotions actually uncomfortably so, and you actually don't want that to happen, but it's a necessary thing for you to be able to become aware of them and to clear out all of that that gunk and that worms, get rid of it. And as you do that, believe me, um, you will be doing yourself a favor as well as the rest of the world. Emily Fletcher in one of her classes that I did said, well, this was about meditation, but it kind of applies here as well. She says, um, whenever someone asks her, how can you convince someone to meditate? The only way you can convince people to meditate is to clean your own house. Meditate and show them what a beneficial thing this is. And this is the same. Journaling is the same as meditating. Journal, clear out all of your negative things and you'll start to see people noticing that. People will start to notice how lighter, how much lighter you are. And yeah, okay. So I'm going to end it here. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please follow me on Instagram b underscore a underscore ripple i'm also on facebook and then i will chat to you guys again in two weeks all right all my love bye